0: Never. No way. He doesn't
1: get to win.
0: Whoever is
2: beaten by a werewolf and lives becomes a werewolf himself.
0: The census taker once tried to test me. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice cayenne.
1: But I don't care, darling. Because I love you. You've got to let me
0: eat your blood. Why do you eat people? Not people. Brain.
3: to Dark Discussions, a place with a discussion of horror film, fiction, and all that's fantastic. I am one of your co-hosts, Philip, from the state of New Hampshire in the US of A, and with me in the state of Michigan, this is Eric. Hey, Eric, how's it going, my friend? I am well. Excellent. It's always good to talk to you. And in the state of New York... Hi, this is Mike. Mike, how's it going, my friend? I'm fine, Phil. How are you? Well, talking to you, so all is well. And in the Commonwealth of Virginia...
4: Hey, this is Barrett. Barrett,
3: how's it going, my friend? Going well. Excellent. I texted you a few times this morning, but you never responded, so I ignored you at work. I did at <laughs> some best. point. I mean, oh, maybe, oh, then I just <laughs> didn't check my phone. I, I was pretty busy at work. So <laughs> I, I
4: texted you the second
3: I got up. <laughs> oh, all right. Yes. Yeah, so, so, right, so I must have missed it. I, I, I got swamped at work. I, I had a meeting with the boss and was working on, on a lot of stuff, so you know how it is. Work oh, gets, I do. Yeah, yeah. it's been a busy right now for all of us, which is good. That means we have we have employment. Yep. I'll I'll take it. I actually even said that to to my boss today. He goes, he goes, so, Phil, where where do you want to work? What type of stuff do you want to do? And I go, well, to be honest, Andy, whatever you want me to do, because I just want job security. (laughs) He
4: he laughed. (laughs) Good answer.
3: (laughs) He did. Yes, yes, yes.
4: Oh, wait. Andy's your boss now?
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Oh, Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so uh, I had my one on one with him today. Yeah. And, and he told me that Mary Lou was, was saying that I was awesome at sequel, so I'll take that. So as long as he knows yeah. these things, just keep it keep it up. Just yep. the positive. I you know how awesome stuff. I am.
4: <laughs> exactly.
3: Yes, yes. Anyway, uh, that was a big tangent. But either way, uh, we do have a special guest tonight uh, one of our Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Review co hosts and from the state of Michigan. I mean, Missouri.
0: <laughs> it's another M I. <laughs>
3: whatever.
0: Well, I I did live in Michigan for four years, but uh, that's neither here nor there. Hi, this is Kevin, and I am Peachy. Excellent. It's always good to talk to you, Kevin. Thank you, you as well. Yeah, yeah. and everybody
3: here will be at our Mystic Meetup, which we'll discuss at the end of the episode. Uh, Before we do uh, get into that information, we will uh, talk about uh, some other things, which is this is part of the Dark Discussions News Network, this podcast, which is www.darkdiscussions.com, a uh, website where we ha- there are multiple podcasts, including release notices and such. You can email us at at com, And you also can um, – what's the word I'm looking for? Press Contact Us. On the menu on darkdiscussions.com, which will open up a box as well, and that will send an email to us as well. And we will email, let me rephrase that, we will read your email on the podcast. So please do email us. Uh, we always want to hear from you. Uh, also, Erica, what else can people find on darkdiscussions.com?
5: Well, they can find a link to our Patreon page. Uh, Patreon is a service that lets you financially contribute to your online artists like podcasters uh, producing this show is not free. Uh, we have to pay for things like web site hosting and audio servers and equipment and movie rentals and so on and so forth. So, if you'd like to help us offset the cost of producing this show, that's how you can do it. You can go to patreoncom discussions or follow the Patreon badge on any page of darkdiscussions.com. Any con- contributions are appreciated. Excellent,
3: excellent. And uh, for folks uh, who are new to the podcast, what we do here on the Dark Discussions podcast, we basically talk about horror films, science fiction, fantasy thrillers, techno thrillers, mysteries, grindhouse, outhouse, cult films, midnight movies, and the like. Basically, we try to talk intelligently about a genre that deserves intelligence. And if we do have some time at the end, I actually will contribute to what have we been watching or doing, uh, because I do have a couple of things of oh, note. usually I awesome. say. I know, I know. It's it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, I think Mike. Wild uh, we'll, man. We'll, we'll already guess what it is, but uh, we'll we'll discuss. We'll discuss. Uh, is it
2: Halo? Uh,
3: it is not Halo. It is, that 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 I will watch this weekend, but it is not Halo. It's Something else. I'm going to hold
4: off as long as possible on that episode. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll we'll discuss.
3: We'll discuss. Um, but uh, either way, uh, we have pretty much uh, wrapped up our uh intro and uh things that we had to talk about except one thing which is today is May 5th 2022 that we're recording this for some of our listeners such as Pam who are always curious when we record because these episodes aren't necessarily released immediately after they are recorded uh so uh just a heads up uh, and since they're usually news, the one episodes with the news that we actually have a lot of stuff to talk about or, or, or things we've been watching, those are usually released pretty quick, uh, to make sure that they're timestamps and date stamped correctly. Um, so it's not, I guess, old. Uh, so that's pretty much it for our, our, uh, house cleaning. And I guess we can get into our topic tonight. So, uh, Eric, uh, what are we going to discuss tonight?
5: Tonight, we're going to be talking about a 2022 horror film that was limited, released in theaters earlier in the year, and is now on digital rental called The Cursed.
6: We've all dreamt of a silver that has cursed this
1: land. Judas asked,
2: what are you willing to give me? if I deliver him over to you.
4: We will all pay for the sins made by our elders.
3: There's a manor house. They've sent for me regarding their son who's gone missing.
5: They may be connected to what you've been looking for.
4: See what attack is.
6: What's happening here?
5: <laughs> the land cursed.
3: Cursed, uh film directed by Sean Ellis, written by Sean Ellis, uh, probably, at least by me, uh, I know him from The Broken, uh, a film that uh, starred Lena Headey from 2008, that uh, was part of uh, the uh, eight films to die for that year, or, or co to that year. Otherwise, uh, I don't know too much about the man. Uh, the film stars folks I'm not familiar with, but other folks may want to discuss them as as uh, it's their turn to discuss the film or when we discuss the film in general, but Boyd Holbrook, uh, Kelly Riley, I do know her. Uh, I, I most certainly know her. Uh, Alistair Petrie, Roxanne Duran, and pretty much uh, a bunch of other folks that I wasn't familiar with. Uh, the film uh, was released at Sundance, but uh, made, uh, as Eric mentioned, a theatrical release on February 18th, 2022. Uh, The film is getting fairly decent reviews uh, by uh, such uh, places as Rotten Tomatoes, where they aggregate and uh, bring in uh, reviews. It's getting a pretty solid plus 73% and has been reviewed by a, whole hand, a good many reviewers uh, 119 and uh, even metacritic it actually uh is one of the higher metacritic reviews for a horror film that i've ever seen at 62 out of 100 out of 24 out of a 100 base uh with 24 critics uh i guess uh, uh speaking and writing reviews. Um, all right. So uh, we, guess we can get into uh, our thoughts and how we heard about this film. So uh, let's start with you, Mike, because I believe you actually were able to see this at the theaters.
2: Yeah, I saw this in the theaters. Um, i think thinking it was in February. That was um, so yeah, I really liked it. It's not a perfect film, but there are things about it. I really liked. Uh, I think there's way more good here than, than bad. The, the complaints I have are fairly minor. Um, it's a creature feature. You know, I like creature features. Um, and I, I, I mean, is it public knowledge what kind of creature this is, or is it the kind of thing that's a spoiler warning? I think it's that's a, a great
5: question. Um,
2: I, yeah. I wouldn't say just yet. Mark. I wouldn't just say yes. Uh, yeah. Okay, so we'll hold off on that. But it is a creature feature in a, a in a genre that we we don't get a whole lot of them uh although we've seemed to be getting more of them lately you know but it's still a genre largely filled up with you know serial killers and uh things like that so i'm always happy to see a good creature feature and it's a period piece which is nice and one that's pretty well done it is uh i don't want to say it's a slow burn because i don't think that's the case but it is a deliberately paced film probably could have shaved a few minutes off here and there especially at the very beginning and very end but uh, otherwise, I, I I enjoyed it a lot and puts a familiar uh, a nice twist on a familiar creature.
3: All right, sounds good uh, for me. Uh, how I heard about this film, I heard about this film uh, because on IMDb back in February, uh, on those those um, I guess. Um, advertisements that they have there that fill out like the entire screen. It was on the right and left. Oh, the top. I hate that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, th- th- this was one of those on IMDb that they really pumped it. Uh, oddly it made it look like a exorcist film, another exorcist film that based off of uh, what they showed with a cross and this weird, um, it was actually a pretty cool poster, but it was weird for, for what this film actually is, this, is.
2: Is that the white one with the teeth, or is that a different poster?
3: No, there's a different poster. It had
2: like a woman or, or something with her head back, like a nun, and it had a. Yeah, car. okay, because I think that's the one I'm seeing now, and I thought that was unusual because yeah. I was. Because like just a couple of days ago, I, I rewatched it today.
3: Okay. Uh, but
2: just a couple of days ago, it was looking at it, and there was the, the, the theatrical poster, which was the white one with the, uh, with the teeth uh, or something. With the teeth, yeah. So,
3: yeah. okay, yeah. that's so, weird. So, yeah, so you saw that this other post that I saw, too. Yes. Um
2: And uh, the
3: title, obviously, is pretty crappy. Uh, I guess it was originally titled when it was pre-purchased at Sundance called Eight for Silver, and then when it was purchased by the distribution company, renamed it to The Cursed. So I, I, I honestly kind of ignored the film because I didn't want to see another crappy Exorcist film nor did I think the title made any sense to make it sound interesting. Um, But I have to disagree with Mike. Mike said it was a a pretty good film, though somewhat flawed, and I actually felt the the film was a masterpiece. I love this film. This film will most certainly be in my top five, if not number one, by the end of the year. So the flaws are minor, Phil, very minor. Fair enough. I, I just wanted to make it sound like i was going to say the film sucked but it you know because you say i'm disagreeing going
5: there
2: but no yeah, they, you gotta, gotta remember eric there was nudity at the beginning of the film
5: so. uh, true true yes
3: yeah. by ellie reilly <laughs> too who has been a chick that i've i've liked for many years because of her attractiveness but all in all um yeah i
0: care she can act
4: too
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, Oh, she's a really good actress. Uh, she was in awesome in Eden Lake. That's the first time I ever saw her. She's great right
4: in Yellowstone. I think that's her, right? Yeah, that's her. Yeah. yeah. And she was also in the
3: second season of that um T V show on HBO with Woody Harrelson and and uh the True te- Detective? Not at yeah, yeah, season two. She was in that. Yeah. You know? She played uh Vince Vaughn's wife, I think, in that film. In that season. Uh used not well enough, I felt. But either way, uh, this film is fantastic, absolutely great film. Um, I honestly have to say, like I said, I, I wasn't looking forward to it because I thought it was going to be an exorcism film. And then when I found out it was out, it was a period piece. I was like, Ugh. Um, but it's not, It's a period piece from uh, the Victorian era and early twentieth um, century versus the you know the fifteen hundreds or something that I thought it was going to be. Um, so I, I yeah, I, I love this film. Um it could be I haven't seen many good films this year 'cause as as we've discussed offline just a little while ago, we've seen a lot of big crappy films. But this film, even if it was in a different year, would still easily be a top five film uh for horror for me. So uh uh big thumbs up. Uh, I did have one flaw, which was why were the Romani and gypsy folk subtitle, but all the French folk speaking English. I, <laughs> i I thought that was funny, but I understand. British why they, English, no less. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was kind of humorous, but, uh, I understand why they did it, but all in all, uh great film. Uh, let's go with you, Eric. Uh,
5: yeah, I, I heard about this movie when, uh, Mike saw it in theaters and, and wanted to do an episode on it. And I was like, well, I'll do that but it's not showing in my area at the theater so I'm going to have to wait till it comes out of VOD. And now it's out of VOD. Um so yeah I I also love this movie. Um I, it's funny Phil beat me to the punch. I, I had I had the same gripe about it supposedly being set in France uh but all the all the actors are speaking English and not only that but they they look like the patriarch of the family is like the most English, English, that ever English in England. Um,
2: <laughs> well, the patriarch is named Seamus, <laughs> yeah. so which is Irish,
5: which is well, Irish. Uh,
2: but, so, was it set, to, set in France? Yes, yeah, it
5: was. yeah. How
2: did I yeah. miss that? Well, I, I'm assuming it was it was supposed to be Western.
3: Well, the IMDb France blurb says
5: it's in France, and it was also shot in France. It that was, was. like yeah, filming yeah, location. Shot,
4: and well, I was assumed from here. the opening Br- scene that yeah. it was in France as well because. Well where the, there was a there was battle taking place
3: The Brittany yeah. folk have a lot of uh waspiness in them, so it makes sense, but the the speaking english was 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 humorous
5: yeah, so, that is yeah, but there but, was a lot of
4: transfer of British and French people
6: you know <laughs> yes, over so the years.
5: aside from that, um, <laughs> I, I really, really like this movie. Um, I thought the creature was clearly you know c g but um it was an original enough design that I, I it didn't bother me too much. Um, yeah, so I w- there are going to have to be a bunch of really good movies that come out before the end of the year in order for this to not make my top ten.
4: Yeah, I would concur.
5: Uh,
3: let's go for you, Barrett.
4: Yeah, I'm in the same boat as you, Phil. I thought this was a masterpiece. It was great film. Um, I am not a fan of period pieces. There are not many period pieces i really like um this one was stupendous and i just really enjoyed it um and i had heard about it because of mike talking about it so i am glad that we are doing a podcast on it and i'm glad we have such a good movie to discuss tonight
0: all right sounds good and let's go with you mr hi there yes uh, um it's funny funny you're talking about oh this is yeah, you know, this is a period piece, but it was okay. Yeah, um, you can kind of at first complain that this is a period piece, complaining that oh no, I think this is going to be an exorcism film. And I'm sitting there thinking, I like period pieces, I like exorcism films. So, um, but I still wasn't disappointed. You know, because I remember when we uh, look, I remember seeing the previews of this when it was in the movies. I mean, I don't remember where I saw the pre. I think I might have just saw the preview. Like on IMDb or something, but um, I remember when this was in the theaters and I and it was just it was in and out so quickly that I I didn't even think about think about it. But uh, um, you know, and Phil says, "Oh yeah, yeah, I watched this movie. It it looks like it's like a religion, like has like religion or something." It's like, no, it doesn't, not at all. Um, but yeah, well, uh, Isabelle has (laughs) little.
3: Well, (laughs) yeah, little religion advertisement. what that like I mentioned that Mike you just saw recently the past couple of days kind of made it look like it was gonna be a very religious film. But continue,
6: Kevin.
0: Well I mean it looked like it was gonna be like you know, film made it sound like it's going it, it was gonna be like an exorcism film and I thought, Oh, okay, cool, because I, I, I have to admit, I like exorcism films. And no, no, no exorcisms here. But um like I but I still went in pretty blind to it uh the like i said the only person i recognized was uh was the woman and as i recognized her from the sherlock holmes movies she played uh the woman uh who became mary watson and i thought she was very good in that and then i saw her in yellowstone when she was completely different in yellowstone so i thought and so i thought okay well this is a, a good round uh good actress who can do various parts and um i was i enjoyed the movie yes it was definitely one of the better uh definitely one of the better ones of the year it i liked the period pieces i noticed uh it was so gloomy in in the setting i mean it, it was more gloomy than the hometown i grew up in in winter and uh yeah it was it was good i very much enjoyed it and definitely Be happy to. uh, Actually, I'm glad I saw it.
2: So it's okay, is what we're saying.
0: (laughs) I think it's a recommend by all of us, yes. Indeed. All right,
2: sounds good. So it
3: seems like everybody here uh, liked the film. Uh, With that, uh, all right, do we have a wiki? (laughs) Wiki, wiki.
5: In rural 19th century France, a mysterious, possibly supernatural menace threatens a small village. John McBride, a pathologist, comes to town to investigate the danger and exercise some of his own demons in the process.
3: All right. That sounds good. Uh, he comes in a little late, uh, at least 15
2: minutes, he's 20 in. minutes in, I checked. Yeah, just about.
3: Yeah. So, so um, he's a late comer to the story, but um, he, yeah, I guess he's effectively the lead uh, of the film. All right. So for folks who are new to the podcast or those who aren't, uh, basically what we do here on this, um, I guess, this episode here among all our episodes is that we don't just review films. We review, but also dissect and critique. So at some point uh, shortly, we will throw up a spoiler alert and talk about anything and everything about this film that we feel like talking about. So at that point, we will throw up the spoiler alert, so you will be warned and uh, not have anything spoiled if you prefer to pause the recording. But before that, we talk about general things, and uh, we will get into that now. Um, so, uh, Mike, you said you enjoy uh, monster movies or creature features yes. or whatever. Uh, why is that? What, what What is so
5: appealing? I, to
2: I don't you? know. I just always have – I, I- Figured that out a while ago. Um, well, so did we. Well, because I told you. But no, it's like I, I actually did something. It was some sort of a uh, a blogger horror thing where it was I, I did like it was a month of monster stuff. And in thinking about various monster things, I realized like that's like the connecting thing between the genres that I like uh, are monsters i like science fiction i like fantasy i like horror and there's monsters in those and stories of things the monster part of it that i like i mean if yeah, fantasy is nice but i like if the whole of game of thrones was just the first season i would have liked it but i like my dragons i like my zombies i want them in there <laughs> that I just, I just like that so it just is always appealed to me um you know since I, I was young too young for me to say why it's just sort of like uh you know why do i prefer chocolate ice cream most of the time to vanilla i don't know i just do so
4: I know why I love thing. creature features, because I grew <laughs> up on though? them. That's what my dad had me watching all the time when I was young.
2: Yeah, I mean, I yeah. did. I mean, I same thing. You know, I grew up watching them. I grew up. But I also remember when I was a little kid watching like Land of the Lost, or I always loved the episodes of Star Trek that would have. I like, think the alien monsters like Arena and Devil in the Dark yeah. and things like that. Um, obviously like your Godzilla films, I, you know, I always loved (laughs) all of that stuff. Um, you know, and it's, I just, I can't say why I just have. And, um, I remember watching, um, Jeepers Creepers. And I remember being thrilled when I, we figure out that the creeper is not some creepo in a van, but a monster. I was like, woohoo. So I don't know. It just is.
3: All right. Now, uh, this isn't a spoiler, but um, co-host Eric, uh, when I w- started watching this film, and folks who may know Eric's taste may get it, but I knew this was in your wheelhouse, Eric, this film, the moment uh, we, we figure out what was going on. Uh, why is, well, without spoiling, I guess, because we, we won't name the monster yet, but what is it about these type of films, or this monster, or this type of creature, uh, interest you because you're huge into uh, this this type of monster.
5: I'm uh, I don't know if I can explain it. It's uh, I guess it's because uh, this is really hard to do without spoiling anything.
2: Because puberty uh, was hard. <laughs>
5: <laughs> um, I guess I find the nature of the creature to be interesting. Um, in that it presents a kind of element of human personality. There, I did it. Yeah, you did a good job. <laughs> yeah, that's,
3: that's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, this type of monster is in uh, one of my favorite films of all time, or at least horror films of all time. Uh, but it isn't necessarily a genre that I uh, go to, um, but this one here um even though much different than the film uh that is on my top 10 horror films of all time that has the same monster. Uh this film has yeah, it's a, a struggle of people that aren't necessarily um I guess wa- wanting to be um See, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. We're well, spoiling it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very difficult. So I guess I'll let it go and, and talk about it after. Uh, but I, I do think this film has a lot more to say than just a monster. It talks about um, yeah. class warfare. Class, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it talks about um, all sorts of things that uh, I should have wrote them all down when I when I watched the film. Which I greed.
2: Did not. <laughs> greed yeah, is a greed. big one. Yep.
3: Greed, yep, yep, exactly, yep. So that's that's a big one. Um so yeah, yeah, there's, there's a lot of stuff. Um and we'll we'll probably get into them as we talk about scenes because again, I was foolish enough not to write any of it down as I was watching the film. I didn't prepare
4: as well as sometimes you do, Mike. I wasn't totally engrossed. I don't know that I thought of writing anything down.
2: That was my second time through. I was actually wasn't sure if I was going to watch it again. Um and I I'm only going on a couple of hours of sleep, so I wasn't I was Exhausted, and I sat down and watched the film about four o'clock when I got home from work. And man, I was in, I I was engaged. I was in, I was stayed awake through the whole thing. So yay for me! I was like, we've had a few films that have kind of uh, I struggled staying awake in.
3: Um, I have
5: no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't know. What
2: that
6: would
3: be. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, Mister Mister Lex, Mister Lex, yeah, you're into period pieces specifically more so than I guess. Uh, any any other type of genre? I mean, you're you're into steampunk, and so obviously Victorian type of stuff. Uh, what, what, so we're what, in the right
2: time period.
3: Yeah, just, we are. Just the what, wrong
0: gear. What, yeah, this was uh, yeah, this was early early. More was 1882, Victorian. eighteen eighty two. Eighteen eighty two. Okay, probably. yeah. So yeah, we're we're solidly into uh, Victorian time, Yes. And uh, like I said, I. I, I like I, I like the period pieces. I have fun with period pieces. Um, I mean, I, I'm a big sh- for example. I mean, I I enjoy re- like Renaissance type stuff, but then I really like Victorian. Uh, I'm part of a couple. Uh, yes, I'm a steampunk, and I'm also part of a couple Sherlock Holmes uh, societies in the St. Louis area. So yes, uh, I am definitely into Victorian era period pieces. Just as long as it's not romantic um, i'm I'm not so good into things like Emma and uh whoever whoever wrote that stuff um but i I like the mysteries, I like the horrors uh you know the Draculas I have fun time with all that, so I was definitely enjoying this one. And the creature was definitely different. Uh I, I while while Phil was having technical difficulties, I kinda coined a phrase for this particular type of creature and when we get into spoilers I'll, I'll 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 use the phraseology for it.
3: Alright, sounds good. Um anything else uh non spoilery that anybody wanted to bring up. Uh Eric, me and you did discuss uh during our uh opinion in the film uh, the weirdness of why they decided to go with the Romani in their own language while the French uh, just going in
5: English. Well, I, I, and also, from from what I read on IMDb, they screwed that up anyway because uh, apparently the uh, – the, um, <laughs> they use the word gypsy in the movie, so I'm going to refer to it as, in this review as gypsy. Uh, but apparently the gypsies were actually speaking <laughs> – um, Romanian, not Romany.
0: Oh, about that? hey, yeah, that's a bit of a difference. You know, and it, and it makes sense because it
3: did sound like a Latin language rather than the Romany language. So I was like, some of the words that they were saying, I made out because it sounded like you know Spanish. Because uh, Romanian is very similar to Spanish, Italian, French, mm-hmm. and Portuguese. So hmm. um, their words are very similar. So, uh, and I noticed that, but. I just said, oh, maybe it was just adopted. They just adopted those words because they were in
5: France or something. But uh, nope. <laughs> I just think the movie makers just messed it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, I mean, it's funny because I was looking online uh, because I know there was this whole thing of gypsy versus Rome, uh, uh, Roma and yeah. and it's and I'd seen some people kind of push back on it. You know, saying that you know not all gypsies were Romani, and you know it's like stop trying to it's like you. You can't speak for everybody in that group. And I guess there and there and I was looking. There are differences between you know the 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 Romani and the gypsies, and obviously the Romanians and the Romanians have a problem because everyone assumes all Romanians are gypsies. I guess which fine, but that there are gypsies. So I don't know. I just got completely confused in trying to figure out what the hell the right term would sp- is that we're supposed to be using. <laughs> but yeah. since, uh, since the filmmakers seem to like, they mentioned in the subtitles, like the uh, Romani language, even if it's Romanian, um, you know, that, that's, I guess how they want us to look at them.
4: Yeah. Well, so well they were Southern cause, uh, well, you know, that big fat gypsy show wedding show
3: well well, historically yeah, plus the, they kept on the saying y'all the, 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 the historically they, they were called gypsies um, but again well, as Mike well, there are all
2: gypsies. sorts of words people were called historically that we will not mention on this podcast <laughs> but, uh,
3: but as Mike mentioned that uh, the, the term gypsy also can mean the Irish gypsies and all these other things so uh, the term that most people think of when they think of Gypsy, it's they're meaning the Romany people, and R- Romany is completely different than Romanians. However, Romania, I believe, has the largest minority of R- Romany people. So um that's another reason. In a lot of their uh, back during the, the communist era, the orphanages and whatnot. Most of the folk that were in the orphanages were. Romany and not Romanian, and so most people just assume Romanians and Romani were the same people, even if they lived in the same country and that is not true um, so yeah yeah it's a it's an interesting thing um about them and and the Romany people as as we know um, have had a lot of uh racism and whatnot uh, they were part of the extermination yep. during the, the holocaust uh, a l- large numbers probably equal percentage with many of the other ethnic groups that were massacred by the, the Germans uh, just in lesser numbers just for the fact that they were in lesser numbers population-wise um, than, say, the Polish or the Jews or the Ukrainians and, and so forth that were wiped out by uh, the Germans. Um, so they, they've had it pretty bad for, for years as well. Um,
0: it's so, interesting if you want to hear uh, Romani sometimes being. Clap your hands. Yeah, um, Peaky Blinders. The uh, the main characters uh, sometimes will speak Romany to each other because they're Romany by descent.
3: And what what, what is it? What is that? I've never heard of Peaky Blinders. Peaky so.
0: Blinders, it's very <laughs> so. nice. Um. So it's a TV it's a, show, is what you're saying. It's a, t, it's a TV show on Netflix, and it's set in the – uh, uh I can't remember when it started, but in the late 19-teens, like right after World War One, and into the 20s. It's got that okay, guy so from 28 show.
4: Days Later in it, right?
0: Yeah, Killian Murphy.
4: Yeah.
0: Oh, how about that? Um,
3: it's
2: got yeah, a few right. people that I whose names I, – I haven't watched it. It's been one that's been on my – List for a long time, but um, to, to watch. There's a couple of names on it, I think, if I remember correctly.
3: Now, um, what else do we want to discuss uh, before we throw up a spoiler for uh, this film here, anyone?
5: anyone? Uh, I will say that the atmosphere of this movie is second to none. Uh, yeah. Absolutely Great cinematography. The music, too. Oh, yeah.
3: Uh, it is a supremely
5: well crafted movie. Yeah. Absolutely.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, for a film that doesn't have any quote-unquote big names um the acting still fantastic the like eric said the cinematography the music uh the editing um the atmosphere er, yeah everything about the film was, was really great um let's see anything else all right so it's, don't play uh, with fire indeed Indeed. Uh, let's let's uh, throw up the spoiler. So uh, at this point uh, in the podcast, we will talk about everything and anything. Um, and that's probably important for the fact that uh, the creature feature part of the aspect, what it's all about, uh, what happens to some of the characters, why the things are even occurring and whatnot. So the uh, spoiler is up.
2: And why the film is uh, called Cursed?
3: Yeah, yeah. versus its original title of Eight
5: for Silver. Um yeah, right. I think that's a better title actually, but
2: it
4: is, yeah. Yeah. Well,
5: yeah. here's yeah. the I problem. Mean, a Eight curse, for Silver,
2: know. like if I hear Eight for Silver, I have no idea what the fuck that movie is going to be. Mm-hmm. I agree it's a better title. It's a better title. Actually I didn't n I would not have understood why it was Eight for Silver until <laughs> after I <laughs> yeah. now having watched it a second time. Uh, where that comes from, um, but now that I had, now that I know, okay, I kind of like the title, um, but I think it just would have really been a confusing thing for the three people who saw it in theaters. You know, they <laughs> may not have even gotten that many.
4: Well, I, I want watch- to say this is a great use of flashback because most of the movies a flashback, um, and I'm not a big fan of flashbacks as well as period pieces, but this was a great use of flashbacks.
2: See, flashback. that's where I, I, I'm not sure I agree with you because... I don't know if that,
4: it is flashback, right? It's it's more of um, they
3: have a little intro and then they go back to the main story. Well, but,
2: uh, that, yeah, that's kind of... a flashback. I, I, I'll, yeah. I'll take it as that. Um, I mean,
5: technically it's a flashback, but it doesn't really matter because they do go into it like they show the sister's face when she's an adult and then they give you the time shift and okay. when she was a kid. So, that's why I'm
4: saying it's a good yeah. use of a flashback. It's, but okay, yeah. if we don't want. I mean, want to call I mean, technically, you could say it's a flashback.
6: Yeah,
2: I mean,
3: I mean,
6: it <laughs> doesn't
5: not really what,
2: matter. That's what. Yeah.
5: The yeah, vast yeah. majority of the film takes place In thirty-five years before to, yeah. the beginning and the end. Yeah.
2: yeah. Right. I just didn't see the point of the flashbacks. The flat. Or it's not the flashback. The framing sequence. Right, because you could have told almost the same exact story without the segment. Dealing in because well, it starts in World War One. Yeah, you could have told yeah. the same exact story, wouldn't have changed anything. We never really do anything when we do come back to that period at the very, very end for like a, literally yeah, a I flash.
5: Don't quite understand I, that choice myself.
2: I was expecting it to pay. I know if this was, um, you know, like part one of a two part thing, and they're going to do a follow up now to it, then I would be like, okay, now I understood it. But that is not my understanding well, of the case. Well,
3: um, I, I think it, it's it's a cool set piece just for the fact that it's a, it's a war film. But the other thing that makes it cool is the mystery, right? Where uh, we have a soldier, a captain, I think that is shot during uh, the trench warfare, um, and so they're in a medical. Tent and they're the, the doctors are going to patient to patient, or whatever. And I mean,
4: it's very yeah. real, right? I mean, yeah. it's very yeah. like and you so, see them cutting off legs and everything. So it's, that's, that's the tone. But but the thing that,
3: that makes it really interesting, and I was like, oh, this this is going to be a good film, I think, was when they're pulling out the bullets of this captain, and you know they say one one guy earlier they say oh the, the bullet is shattered so we have to go in a second time and they pull out again and they're really showing it as you said, Barrack, but this captain. They say, all right, here, there's a second bullet in him, which could make sense because, you know, back in World War One and the trench warfare, there was a bunch of Gatling guns and that's basically machine guns. And when he pulls out the, gu- the bullet, it's a different bullet than any other bullet that we've seen. And he goes, this isn't a German bullet. And so right away you go, OK, this is going to be an interesting film. Um, and so that's where where I, I think it really grabs my attention. That whole scene grabs my attention. And then the mystery of the bullet does too. You going to say something, Mike? I think.
6: Yeah. But,
2: was- but my problem is then two minutes into the, uh, the story, the, the proper story, I've completely forgotten about that. Um, no,
4: I hadn't.
2: So, and and I've kind of figured out the connection, I think pretty early on. And i was expecting to be more of a payoff than we actually got. I, well, think and we...
5: I got some, I got some questions about that, but well, well, yeah, it's at the end of the movie. So I'll wait. Okay. So sorry, I, sorry. I don't
2: mind it. I think the, the segment was well done. I thought, you know, it was neat. And I think there are some thematic connections there because there are other scenes you're talking, uh, you're talking about people battling over land. There's other scenes where someone's getting their foot cut off. Um, so there are some certain thematic connections there that are being made um, between what's happened in the past and what happens to the present.
6: Yeah.
3: Right. Right. Uh, The present, they're trying to save people in the past. They're actually trying to kill people, but it's the same principle. It's going to Well, in the present.
4: They're trying, they're fighting over the land.
3: That's That's a good point. Well, well, place connection there, Barrick.
4: I think Mike said that, but I'm just saying that's that's why he doesn't listen. That's fine.
3: Oh
2: yeah,
5: well,
4: okay. <laughs> I was just agreeing. <laughs>
5: all Phil hears is wah 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 wah. <laughs> right.
2: Well, so, well, I'm using a different headset now. It's kind of weird, so. Yeah, no, I mean, I don't mind. I don't mind the existence of the previous of the 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 uh, World War One story. I just because I think it's well done. I just don't find it had a payoff to it.
5: <laughs> I liked it.
3: Well, actually, Eric, uh, to go back to me hearing wow 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 wow,
5: wasn't that what Charlie
3: Brown heard from teachers?
5: That was yeah, yeah that's what I was going yeah. for there. Gotcha.
3: Yeah. Well, well done. <laughs> well placed. Well placed. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, the the film, the first twenty minutes before our pathologist enters the film, is basically the setup, um, and it is it's quite a
4: setup. There's a lot of death and destruction and just yeah, it's quite hideous odd. things done.
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, that scene with the hands in the feet. Oh, <laughs> oh
4: man, that was rough.
5: I don't cringe very often when I'm watching movies, but that one got me. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty,
3: pretty uh, hard to
5: watch. That was brutal.
3: Um, all right, so to set it up, uh, basically we have this uh, wealthy family. Um, that isn't just a wealthy family, but they're kind of the rule of the town because a lot of the folks that live in the town, even though they're well-respected and a Frenchman, just as they are, the the landowner is, uh, most of them are almost like leftovers from the dark ages where people were serfs, in a sense. So they're, they're working for the man and his family, and then they get to use or have have a house that they don't really own um so that that was one interesting aspect i felt and so what happens is is these group of romani or or as the movie says gypsies show up and settle in a a certain part of the land and we have a, a handful of town leaders that aren't happy about it so they go to the landowner and tell them yeah that we got to get rid of these people we don't we don't want them here and the landowner at first seems kind of um level-headed saying well you know i mean is it their land are they bothering anybody um are we are we do we have to really worry about them you know the land is it's, we're not even farming that land it doesn't even matter and they say yeah but they they have a claim to the land and the claim looks legit uh So that means they're not going to leave, and so the Landover uh, agrees. so Yeah, all right, we'll we'll try to. Well, have you have you tried to pay them off? Have you uh, offered them money? Oh yeah, they won't leave. They 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 say this is their land. They want to start and so they basically bother this guy saying, "Come on, you got to get rid of them." We don't, and this includes like uh, the, uh, the Catholic Monsignor. It includes. Uh, the bourgeois includes other um landowners, and so he says all right fine we we'll, we'll uh we'll see what we can do uh yeah I wrote
6: Bush. it
2: down where he said uh
3: they they hire there's,
2: yeah there's, that was it arises yes, but there's nothing that we can't that can't be changed <laughs>
3: Right, right, and they hire. Um, they talk about yeah. When this has happened before, what we usually do is we hire Hessians or or, or whatever, like whatever those people were called, like not Hessians. mercenaries. Yeah, mercenary. That's the word I'm looking for. Thank you so much, Kevin. Uh, it's all right, well, let's do that. Um, and unfortunately, uh, it's not good. What happens? Uh, actually, the thing that made me the most sick after the bloodshed was. They were taking pictures with the dead corpses it was yeah gross.
6: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah it re- reminded me of the uh, opening of Planet of the Apes, <laughs>
3: oh yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right it, it kind of reminded me of breaking bad too uh when the the brother in law was taking a picture with the dead uh oh corpses. yeah,
6: yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, it kind of it was kind of gross, so um right before. This happens. The, the, there's two leaders of the of the gypsies, a man and a woman, and the woman says it's time to prepare um, the teeth, and she has a bag of silver, and she hands it to the other guy, and the guy sa- says, "Are you sure?" And she goes, "Yep, I see something. Something's bad going to happen, or something like that." And so he goes and, and he molds a pair of like. Vampire fangs made out of silver. Well yeah. weren't they
1: wolf jaws?
2: Yeah, they were wolf jaws, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but, but when, when I Ooh,
3: looked,
1: wolf
2: uh, jaws. Yeah. I mean, that that's the that's the next sequel. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that would have been a good I thought the skull was human though. What's I mean on? the skull the skull that they got the 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 mandible out of it, it looked human. Maybe.
2: Yeah, but they don't, humans don't have the sharpie teeth.
0: No, Those, no, the nasty yeah, sharpie the teeth, teeth are made out of oh, silver, yeah. though, right? Oh, yes, absolutely, no. And the thing is, is that the guy, he was, yeah, he, I mean, th- during the movie, I mean, he was talking about, you know, these people who work for him, so he's kind of like Lord of the Manor type of thing, I mean, not surf, you know, they weren't surfs uh, per se, but they all, they all worked for him, and so... Uh, and it's interesting because when they had the meeting of the town elders, was, which uh, was with the meeting we saw it, you know, near the closer to the beginning, you know, they were all landowners. They were all people who, um, you know, who owned land in in the area. But uh, the the their, the gypsies had a, a claim to a, a great yeah, deal. It was, of, common, the,
3: land. It it was, was like common land. It was common land.
0: Well, no, it was land that they all owned. That's what I mean. It was owned they, they, they all, by. The, yeah. Well, I mean, they they like one guy owned one bit, one guy owned another bit, and you know the main guy owned quite a bit of it. You know, so in other words, the gypsies, like their their claim, like encompassed different, uh, different people's properties, and you know, and it's funny because at first they said, well, you know, we'll just send the you know the mercenaries in just to kind of scare them off. Well, that 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 kind of escalated. Quick just link. a little
6: bit, <laughs> to yeah.
0: killing
4: everyone and raping the women and
0: <laughs> putting yeah. a guy well, nowadays, the
6: right on the I was like,
5: oh, all those wagons are going up. Oh,
6: been, yeah, you no know, one know one how that rude. is.
3: Was... One
2: thing just leads to another, and
3: that, nowadays it's called eminent domain, but back then you just
5: killed everybody. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, well, like you said, yeah, you know, they they just decided, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. I don't think anybody was raped, but yeah, everybody was definitely shot.
4: Oh, they had a woman being yeah, carried off. I'm pretty sure she was about to get raped.
0: Uh, she definitely well, she got shot at. I you thought know.
4: they were taking her shopping.
3: <laughs> uh, but either either way, um the mercenaries <laughs> were were what we would call uh criminals rather than actually mercenaries. And so, yeah, they
4: weren't they weren't nice. Yeah. <laughs>
3: um so it was pretty bad. And so, yeah, they bury the the woman alive, who's the head of the gypsies, and then they the, – the guy that was also the head of the gypsies, they chop off his hands and feet, put a head Staring on – Put him up uh, on a cross. Yeah, like a – and put him up as a scarecrow to scare yep. away anybody else, which is kind of weird. First of all, it's
5: gross. <laughs> it's gross.
3: It's not going to scare anybody away because no one goes to that property. It's like just this area
5: that no you one uses Quite a few people that ended up on that property? <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, remember, the between the time that this happened and the time that think. well, no, there's just, there there wasn't much time between. I mean, there was a small time between the time it started and the time that everything started going crazy. I mean, they just said, put it up as a warning. So if there were any gypsies that, that came back, they would see one of their own strung up like a scarecrow, you know, with this. Because, I mean, obviously some time had passed because as they as they would go to see that area, the grass had been covered. You know, there, there was no evidence of fires or burials or anything like that.
6: Now, I've got sure, a right. question.
4: Did it seem that the leader of those guys knew what the significance of the teeth were? Because he was like, you got to bury these.
3: I, I think and, he looked at it as just superstitious like people would back in 1882. Um, but I, I don't, I, because I can't believe he actually knew what it meant and what it was going to happen, but, you yeah, know,
4: but he seemed to have a feeling about him and that he was well, pretty specific. It was, you weird. know
3: what, you could be right because there was another case that we find out happened a few years earlier, uh, when the pathologist yeah, comes, he talks about it. So, um, yeah, you could be right.
5: Yeah. Um, I don't think he knew specifically what was what they were connected with, but he had a bad Especially feeling. It about bad like, but it. But he was like, "Hey, it's silver." He was like, nah, "I don't care." it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, well, with silver, so, yeah, little symbols engraved on it and everything. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah, that was like, like, yeah, yeah. So I'm a, I'm a very
3: religious Catholic, but but I don't want to touch. You know this this weird shit, but it's okay to kill all these other people because they're not Catholic, so just kill them. Well, out.
2: hypocrisy is the nature of humanity.
3: Yes. Uh, well,
2: and and also you know
3: just to string up a body versus just putting up a sign saying Gypsies don't come back. Instead, they hang a scarecrow uh, a scare body. That's pretty gross. It's almost barbaric. Um, actually, what am I saying? It's almost it is. Barbaric.
6: Yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. <laughs> almost.
3: <laughs> yeah, no it's it's definitely barbaric. It's, it's it was disgusting. Um So yeah, basically what it is is they're stealing the land from the gypsies, never mind killing them all. So yeah, and and then bury them on mark graves and as if they just
5: disappear and stuff. It's, well, and it was also pretty hard they the like the woman who was actually putting the curse on them, they they buried her alive. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, in fairness, that is the kind of the best way to bury people.
5: Well,
3: and that's so the thing that that these people were were like more sick in some ways than uh, the mafia because you know the mafia they just shoot you in the head and and bury you. Here they're they're you're still alive you're conscious they're chopping off your arms you're, they're burying you alive it's it's just pretty gross.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. This is this is you know we've seen a lot of. There are a lot of films out there where there's a lot of man's inhumanity to man. But, you know, when you get right down to it, uh, this was one of the more brutal depictions I can remember seeing. Um, For sure. You know, and especially, right, so you don't just kill the guy. You don't just humiliate him by – I don't know if it would count as crucifying because crucifying didn't really have the Halloween aspect to it like this. You know, right. there's, like, specific things that have to be done to make it officially a crucifix, But they basically crucify think, the guy. I think
5: for it to be an official crucifixion, there there have to be nails involved.
4: Weren't
2: there? Yes. Right. No, they,
5: well, brought, well, they chopped they,
4: off the hands tied and the feet. They tied so, him on. So, yeah.
5: yeah,
3: so they had oh, to okay. tie him on, right? They couldn't nail him like they did with old crucifixions.
2: But... Uh, all yeah. the old ways are being lost. It's such the same kids today.
3: <laughs> well, and that's the thing, is that they're <laughs> killing, quote-unquote pagans we're assuming i mean, I mean they, they, we don't know that the gypsies could have been catholics or eastern orthodox who knows what they were but uh either way they themselves become like pagan the the quote unquote town folk by putting someone up on a like a semi type of cross in a scarecrow thing and not burying the body's property i mean they're they're
4: basically mass grave
3: yeah, mass grave. Yeah, so they're, they're doing everything against their own faith, you know, so it's just, and never mind the government and the
4: law, you know, it's just, they're just. Well, bad. and it's doubly ter- terrible because they, you know, from the very beginning, they're like, we'll find a way around them owning this land.
5: <laughs> yeah, right. Well, right. and I don't know anything about French law in the late 1800s, <laughs> but I we're not you- that old. But I got the impression that the law was pretty much whatever the people that were around wanted to happen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's yeah, what that, happens
4: with the guillotines, right?
3: <laughs> right. Well, back in those days, uh, uh, I'm sure it was rural even more so than regular rural France. So whoever was the head of the town was was basically the government, and it wasn't going to be found out. By the county government or or whatever fiefdom government they have there, because you know you don't have telephones and stuff. So if you just Mm -hmm. wipe out, yeah, so it was probably unfortunately a little easier to get away with things back in eighteen eighty two than now. So
4: yeah, because they seem to have the army, and then that one guy that got the pathologist involved seemed to be almost like a policeman.
3: That's true. That's true. Yeah, and I don't think he was part of the the people that made the decision to get rid of the gypsies, was it?
4: No, I don't think so
3: either. Yeah, I don't either. Um again, he's just uh one of the local town folk that just happens to be a constable. Um all right, so that sets up the whole thing. Uh at this point it uh, obviously you don't like the landowner. I actually didn't like his wife at that point because she kind of reminded me of uh, the mob boss's wife, where she's living a great life with all this money, a good portion of that money most likely was stolen money as as we just saw, had no issue stealing and murdering uh a good thirty to fifty people just to steal land um so I didn't like her either um and, but of course, the children you, you know they they have no responsibility on it there yeah, but uh, I'm
2: also Given the time, how much say does a woman like that really have in who she married and probably married 20 years earlier? Right. Um, <laughs> you know, it, and and what was considered the norm for the time, right? I mean, I mean, the one thing I will say, I mean, I, I think like the, the revelation that he has that photo of them posing with the bodies, I think is really where, because you're right, he feels like he's dragged into it. We don't actually see him really participating in the, the carnage and the chaos, but he still held on to that trophy photo.
4: Yep.
3: <laughs> right, right. So, yeah, I, I mean, um, after it happened, he obviously had no issues with it because he didn't arrest the mercenaries or he didn't say well, we did something wrong. He had no, he, you know, he stopped well from day. it. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't throwing up after eating dinner. He, he was fine. He, he was living it up, and and the wife seemed like she didn't care either. But Mike, you do have a fair point that at that time, um, um, woman woman rights for, for versus the guy. Maybe she just had to suck it up. I, I don't know. Uh, but it's at least something to consider. So that's fair, Mike.
5: I'll tell you what, um, gypsy curses are pretty awesome um, yeah <laughs> <laughs> when that one was shouting out the curse i was like man oh these people don't know what they're bringing down on themselves
4: well i thought it was one of the more interesting parts of it was the whole 30 sil- pieces of silver too um well the and, ju- and judas
5: coins. yeah the whole thing later where we find out when they came from that's that was kind of a weird aspect of the whole thing
4: yeah, yeah. i really enjoyed that
3: yeah, it, it was it was an odd way that it was brought up. It's like, how did the kid know? But then again, they were all having this dream, and, and I think he learned it through the dream. Um, mm-hmm. But, um,
5: it it was yeah,
3: it, it was pretty cool. But I can understand your point, Eric, too. That it was oh, that's way it came out of left field. But it was pretty interesting.
5: Um, no, it was definitely interesting. I just I I'm not quite sure I understand it. I, I I don't understand the connection sure sure. Yeah, well, well my, it's betrayal well my bible very well yeah betrayal yeah
6: yeah mm-hmm.
3: um yeah i am pretty pretty strong with that story, but I'll let kevin uh discuss it um Kevin explain uh the Judas thing and, and the silver and and what
0: well a lot even people who don't. Really know the Bible that much? Know about it. What happened was, is uh, Judas was one of Jesus's uh, apostles, one of the twelve. And during this time, uh, it, of course, uh, it was also revealed to us that Judas was the treasurer and helping himself to the money. But what happened was, is that um, long story short, he, he decided he was going to betray Jesus, and he went to the Roman. Um. Actually, uh, no. To the Jewish elders, the the the, the Jewish le- uh, re- religious leaders, and said, "Hey, you know, I'm one of his own. Uh, I can I can lead you to him." And so they agreed upon thirty pieces of silver for Judas a- as payment. And what ha- what ended up happening was is that after Jesus was crucified, Judas took the money back and said, "I don't want this. I just betrayed innocent blood. This this was all wrong." And the priest just said, too bad. And so what he did was he took the 30 pieces of silver and he threw it on the temple, uh, on the temple floor and went off and hanged himself. And uh, the, the Jewish religious leaders at the time took that money and bought uh, pretty much a potter's field. And they used that field to bury people who had like no family claims or for criminals or what have you. So, I mean, I I remember reading about this being, you know, the, uh, you know, the 30 pieces of silver. I don't know if they were the 30 pieces of silver or not, Mm -hmm. but they were definitely silver coins. And so I don't know if they were the 30 pieces or just silver coin, 30 pieces of silver coinage. Um, I mean, I. I, Well, the the impression I got
5: from what was said in the movie is that the the people in the movie at least thought it was right. the 30 pieces. The 30 pieces,
0: silver, so right. And, and,
5: and I, knew, I knew the story about uh, Judas, uh, but I don't understand his connection to werewolves.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I don't – well, I don't understand the connection with – well, the funny part is is that I've seen vampire shows, like vampire movies, where they say Judas was the first vampire.
6: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah, and, me too. Yeah, yeah, and so that – you know, which is why he – Dracula you know, 2000. Okay, well, there are exactly others, right. yeah. others, but the thing is, is that, um, I I don't know if I mean if it's like a portrayal of like this was our land and you know you you know or the the law that you said you would obey you didn't so you betrayed I don't I I really don't get the the connection right. with that either. But the well, thing it, is it that the one the one boy though he he had it interesting where had a bible verse from ezekiel uh chapter 22 22 yeah 22 22 where it was uh, talking about uh refining silver in the fire and you know that will be my fury upon you to get the god's fury upon the people and so they all recognize that you know they're in deep trouble because their 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 parents did bad stuff right
3: (laughs) and 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 to be honest, uh, one connection, even though it's it's not a strong connection, is that that thirty pieces of silver um, is "quote unquote" bad, or if you prefer, evil, right? Because it was it was greed and or, and betrayal. And well, those pieces were cursed. That's what yeah right. So they curse. So if you're going to do a curse on people who uh, you don't like, uh, that sounds like a a good talisman to start that curse with right yep. you know now how the gypsies or or romani even got these 30 pieces of, of silver who knows but to have them and them being a talisman of, of evil or, or badness not that they use it you know obviously it appeared that they only had it just in case something bad happened
5: well uh, they clearly used it before
3: yeah and again, they got screwed over in that time too. Supposedly, mm-hmm. based off of what we hear from the pathologist.
5: The moral uh, of the story is: don't mess with gypsies.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ever. We, see, we seen it. We saw it in uh, that Sam Raimi film too, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right.
4: Well, and one of my favorite scenes is when those teeth get put in. And that boy puts them in his mouth. That was creepy. Shows that change come over him. That was <laughs> awesome. I just that
0: was like, pretty oh. sweet. But I. At, at first, when I saw that scene, I'm thinking to myself, why on earth would he do that? But he must have been you know, under some sort of... He was compelled, yes.
5: Yes. He, oh, yeah, yeah, he was yeah. under
0: an influence because if you thinking to myself, I would not take somebody, someone else's jaw that I dug up from the ground, a mass grave... And then put it in my mouth. <laughs> that would make never a great mind, Halloween. Mind, uh, yeah. it's, it's
5: a jaw. I, I wouldn't put right. anything I had dug up in my mouth. Well, exactly. Seriously, I mean, seriously.
6: Well, I mean never the, again. This, this, this in a container.
5: This,
3: this, this is the thing is that um, all the children were having the same dream, uh, which was basically trying to compel them to go to the mass grave site to find these well, teeth.
5: It wasn't just the children though. It started with the children, yeah, with the children. Uh, but I, I believe that's part of the curse. Yeah. Right. Yes, exactly.
2: Yeah. I thought it was a great, by the way, just juxtaposition where as they're burying the, the one gypsy alive and they, like as they're, they're they, they cut to the, uh, I think it's Isabella, the mother having the teaching the children to sing. So you have these mm-hmm. comfortable, Wealthy people in their mansion. Uh, they're being taught grace and manners, as Dad is out there paying people to commit savagery upon people just to keep the land that they that they don't really need. Right? Yeah.
3: yeah right. They, I, mean, I mean, wasn't they, even yeah. they weren't even they weren't even farming that land. It was just like land laying. Yeah, they had, just
2: wanted it. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and, and, it, and not to bring this movie up since I know um, we reviewed it and, and we weren't too big, much of a fans of it, but it had the same idea, which is uh, the Rob Zombie film 31. There was a scenes where you have these really wealthy evil people that hire these middle class or lower class evil people to do harm on random people. and, that's kind of well. How the would case you do it? Here, right? <laughs> you know, so you have the the wealthy landowners living it up. You have these mercenaries who are evil too that are doing the mass murder, and the and the gypsy folk who, are, and even even the local townspeople who have that are just working uh, in the farms that have not, nothing to do with uh, the land owning, all are basically just screwed over from this evil that comes from the top, which is the the town elders,
5: you know. hmm One aspect of this movie I found really fascinating is that uh was the boy's what was the boy's name? Does it matter? First boy uh, Edward. Edward. Edward, yeah. When Edward um it matters gets to him. hit and and is uh <laughs> later in bed and his sister sees something happening to him. That whole aspect of the transformation I found fascinating because I've never seen that before. Um, he's kind of like a cocoon, finds, right? right? <laughs> yeah, like a cocoon grows out of himself, and then later he, he emerges as a as, as Kevin coined the phrase a hairless werewolf. Um, yeah, yeah, that was really kind of fascinating to me.
3: It it, it was. Uh, I also like how the the curse happens too because it's not a werewolf that creates a werewolf it's the magic silver teeth right that poor tommy or or timmy um is compelled to put into his mouth and becomes possessed and then he bites edward and edward uh, becomes patient zero while timmy nothing happens to you in a sense he just passes out and, wow, uh, something but, happens
4: to him later, doesn't his whole arm get messed up? And, well, well, he
3: gets killed. He gets killed, but I mean, he doesn't. <laughs> he 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 doesn't become a, a werewolf after he right. sets off right. the werewolf yes. werewolf um, well, thing. I, I mean, he was going to probably become a werewolf if he didn't get killed, right? Because it's like zombies where you get bit once. I was going to
5: say this it, this this is different than other werewolf movies I've seen in that it does spread like zombie contagion. Um, well, it's, and it's, and and much quicker than than your typical werewolf. You know, there's no moon cycle um, or anything like that. It's like you get bit less than 24 hours later, you're done. Un- unless you get killed while you get bit. If the, if they the monster kills you, you won't come yes. back
3: alive. But if right. you survive the bite, then you become a werewolf. Well, I'm and gonna, it's
4: weird. Like when they kill when he kills that one and he cuts it open and the human is still inside, but they're changed. That was awesome. That
3: was I said that was. was Oh,
6: Unbelievable.
2: you know, there's there's certain moments in your life when you're watching a film that like just leave an indelible impression on you yeah. and you always remember that feeling. And for me, a big one was when I was 11 years old or maybe barely 12 when the thing came out mm. and the first time you see the head split open. Yeah. And because and cause, I mean, if I knew the thing, I'd seen the thing, the Howard Hawks film uh, you know, a dozen times by that point. There was a big vegetable man silhouetted in the doorway. That's what the story was. And then to see this dog explode on screen in that way was like, I just remember, like, I could not crawl any further back in my seat. (laughs) And just so uncomfortable. So, holy fuck, what did I mean? I never expected to see that. And this is one of those moments where it's like, was almost recapturing that same feeling. Because I was yeah. like, "There is a it's, person in there." <laughs> it, it's
3: practical effects, and oh, the thing—it was disturbing too because of the humanity of the woman, and there's nothing you can do for her. Never mm-hmm. mind her being a al- semi-alive inside the cocoon body of a werewolf, and so yeah, it was—it was—it was unbelievably. Uh, dramatic for me as, as a horror film um it did its job in other words and so i'm and right it, it with is that.
2: it is almost certainly worthy of some award at the end of the year
3: <laughs> right uh, yeah oh the, this this film may even get best death of the year for me i mean when the guy self mal- oh, mal- mal- like, awesome. Pretty awesome. <laughs> that's pretty awesome so i, I may go yeah, well, I also guess.
2: reminded me of the scene in the thing
5: <laughs> yeah it's true <laughs> Yeah, 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 that was pretty awesome, though. I mean, at least he he finally realized what was going on and and did the right thing, because um, he knew he was done. He was just like, "Don't tell my wife and my daughter, I'm sorry." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: So we'll get into, get to that soon soon enough.
0: I, actually, um, it, I mean, it's the thing is it' it's, when he when he said that, he, he didn't even say, you know, I'm sorry and tell him I love him. It was just, I'm sorry. I mean, he. He really was not good at uh, being like a loving, loving husband or no, father, for that matter. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, he, yeah. I, I remember if we covered this or not, but there was, the, I mean, the one time where the husband comes in while she's, you know, she's bathing and he just like kind of looks at her and just kind of shrugs his shoulder and leaves. And she just has this utterly dejected look on face, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, so I mean it's it's obvious that, that if there was any love in this relationship oh, no, yeah, no passion, it, it's right. gone. You know, and she, it, you can tell she she wishes that there was something left, but it it's kinda like that other movie you uh you talked about with the uh with the the guy who was the minister, even though he was married, he, he didn't believe that oh, he The banishing. Have, yeah, the banishing, right, you know, that one. Um it, it was almost like that where she wishes there was affection and romance and there was nothing.
2: Yeah. It's, it's a great way to establish a relationship without any dialogue. Oh yeah. You know, you don't have that. How long have we been married now? When was the last <laughs> right. time you touched me? You know, it's just, <sighs> you just got yeah. it all in that one, well, two shots. Um, yeah.
3: yeah, yeah. And, and you know, we can all, uh, as, uh, Heterosexual males state that she's a a very good-looking woman in real life. Never mind in that scene, and for him to be like indifferent, like you said, Kevin and Mike, it just shows you, like, okay, yeah, there's there's nothing there. There's no passion, nothing. He's if not a cold person, he's a a cold person. If that makes any sense.
0: Well, I mean, he was—he seemed more interested in maintaining control. He wanted kind of the like the power to be, you know, as lord of the manor type thing. Um, that was more what he was interested. In. You know, he wanted the land. He wanted people, you know, being uh, respect, whatever, yeah, something like that. Yeah, I mean, he—he he really didn't care about much of anything else. Yeah, except
3: maybe is the perception of who he was to the world, I guess. That's all that matter, I guess. Yep.
2: Hanging out with the boys on the weekend, killing the gypsies. (laughs) So, there's a
3: course... That that happens. Um, So we have this pathologist who comes in town, um, and his name is uh, McBride, which is a strange name for which is uh, also Irish. Yeah,
6: which, right, which is why Irish. I'm not sure just this is French. To
2: be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is what this is what confuses me. I didn't even think I understand that there was, you know, some in France. I got that for World War, but they, you know, they do have transportation in 1917. Well, well besides I never the weird, thought they were still in well,
3: France. Well, b- besides the weird name of Samus and John McBride, all the other names are French. Uh Isabel, Laurent, uh Anais, Edward? Henry, Charlotte. Yes. I mean, they're, they're all, everything's, everything's French, um, except for the first name of the landowner and the pathologist's name, so don't ask me why. So it's a fair point, Mike, but it was, it, was, it is France. So um, the pathologist shows up, and they think he's there for cholera because there's a big outbreak of cholera throughout this part of Europe or this part of France, anyway. Um, but he's there for different reasons um basically uh he's there because of the the um the beast for some reason he finds out the beast is there or or the gypsies actually what it is is he's following the gypsies because of something that they did back in his town and he's trying to find the gypsies but they're not there and he's confused um, and so what happens is is the curse happens where we have the werewolf created and begins to kill people, starting with Timmy. And he already knows, OK, it, it, the gypsies are either gone or they're dead and the curse is already here. And he understands, as you mentioned, Eric, that this curse is similar to. Uh, a zombie virus, or in this case, cholera, where if you get it, you are a problem to everybody else.
5: Well, and there is also an interesting scene in this movie where he kind of reproduces uh, eighteen hundred style uh, that scene from The Thing, <laughs> where he's looking at the cells, acquire the other cells, right? He he takes some of the, right. the what he found in uh, the boys' room. And puts it on a slide. Then he then he puts some of his blood on there and just watches as the as the boy's blood just consumes his blood. Right, right. I,
2: there he this has the the filmmaker has to be a fan of that movie. Has to be sure. Yeah. Because there's 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 three cause there's that's three references that clearly call back to that film.
3: Mm-hmm. What are the what are the three? I, I got the I got the uh, the, the autopsy
2: autopsy. Yeah, the, you the autopsy scene. you had, and then and then the guy immolating himself.
3: Oh, you're right. Yeah, like right,
2: while he's kneeling that's down, right. and he yep, kind of yep. and he gives that same sideways look. Yeah, yeah, like Benning's. Uh, like Bennings. Benning's. All right. Yeah. I kept wanting to say uh, Norberg, but that's that's O. J. Simpson. That's all. <laughs> that's, oh, great. <laughs> that's near, that's Naked Gun. Um, yeah. Anyway, so that's yeah.
3: a good point. So yeah, he must have seen the thing. Uh, John Carpenter's is the thing for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was a pretty cool scene, Eric, because the, the blood is dried and basically dead or it looks dead, but, and it also has these spiky things on it. And then he takes some of his own blood, puts it on the slide, and then the spiky cells come to life and they absorb his red and white blood cells. Mm-hmm. And that's when he knows that, uh, the disease here, which is basically the the, the uh, gypsy curse or werewolf curse.
4: Mm-hmm. Now there, there's a scene where a woman gets pulled into the water, and it seems like she gets pulled in by these viney things and then cocooned.
3: Yeah, that was um, that was the the woman that worked in the field that got.
4: Mm-hmm. Hit. Yeah, that that scene just seemed a little different to me than the way the other people were just
5: you know getting turned. I don't know. Well, <laughs> We we know that the boy got cocooned, but we didn't see it happen. Oh, I don't yeah. know if I don't I don't think water is required.
4: I think she just well because the maid gets there. turned right, and she gets turned just by being bitten.
6: Yeah. Well, they they
3: not really though. They 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 don't show her getting cocooned because they're doing the perspective of Samus, and then he suddenly hears the noise upstairs, and at that point she had already cocooned so i think maybe budgetary reasons or just for the fact they wanted to show one person to be cocooned it, it just happened to be the uh the field worker yeah but i think they all were cocooned it's just that two of them were, were
5: it was off screen it seemed weird because it right. seemed
4: like she got pulled into the water by these tentacle things
5: no I, I understand what you're saying i don't quite get that either but yeah i think her location yeah. by the water was coincidental yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Yeah, because she knew almost felt they were...
4: evil dead to me. <laughs> yeah,
3: kind of did. He's probably a fan of of that film too, I wouldn't doubt. Um but yeah, yeah. So what happens is uh eventually Timmy gets killed. And so they know the beast is there's a beast out there. And uh McBride says all right, everybody should stay inside. Uh Uh, you know, board up the windows and doors and whatever. Uh, But for some reason, the workers, uh, these three poor slobs, a woman and two guys, uh, lose, like, pulling straws or something, and are forced to go out and grab the harvest or something.
2: You're the short straw.
3: Yeah, the short straw folk. (laughs) And the wolf attacks, which is, we at this point understand is Edward and he kills the two guys. Um, not that they were wimps. They, they fought, but they get wiped out obviously. And the girl, she gets bit, but escapes. And McBride already knows at this point that anybody that gets bit will become a werewolf and there's nothing he can do about it. Um, and so she becomes the second, wolf werewolf in the in the town
6: mm-hmm.
5: um, now i i will say that at the beginning of the movie i was starting to get a little mad um because the first time the werewolf shows up they're doing this like whole shaky cam thing and you didn't really get a good look at it and i was like amf if they don't actually show us this thing i'm going to be so mad <laughs> Well, I'll tell you one thing. When when they show the wolf
3: attack those three poor uh, short straw people, the way they they show it, where the body of one of the guys is on top of some of the the, the plants, and he's mm-hmm. moving, and she walks over to him, and then the wolf is revealed behind him, and it was the one that was shaking his dead body. Uh-huh. That was pretty awesome. And then when Anais, the maid, gets bit. They show, um, she's hanging up clothes to dry on, on a clothesline. And right, right. Behind the bottom of the clothesline, you just see the foot. That was pretty awesome, too. But mm. you're right. They finally do. They do show the beast. They, they, do te- they tease us. Yes. They do show yes. I did
5: not like being teased. I was like, oh, man, they're not going to show it. No, see, that, to me, that's, that's how you handle a
2: monster. You show a little bit at a time. Right. Well, and it's a little at a little time. And Jeff, then get the right? grand reveal.
5: Yeah, it's, it's it's the Jaws rule.
2: Right, 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 right. Except have your m- mechanics working. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. Or don't spend as much money on it. One of the two.
3: <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so even even though it was frustrating, I'm sure for you, Eric, it it, it did work pretty well. I thought. No, it worked out in the
5: end. I, I was just I was. I You're was worried. worried for a minute. Yeah,
3: yeah, and that's fair because you never know with these lower budget films. Uh, even if it did get a theatrical loose, you know, it was a Sundance film, so it, it wasn't uh uh paid for by a big production company. <laughs> you you worry about stuff like that where they're not gonna show the creature and it's gonna suck or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we have been burned many times in on this podcast doing films <laughs> where the yeah, what well, happens.
2: Yeah. I think he means movies about the greys that don't have greys in them. Yeah, I, that's what I didn't want to say. What it. was? I don't remember the name of that movie. Right, that was the one where they, like the guy was in the trailer and oh, um, and,
3: and Sky let's Man?
5: just let's just move on. I think it was
2: called uh, Skyman. Yeah, Skyman. Uh, anyway,
5: um, <laughs> so
3: so yeah, so there there uh, there's a, a new plague that's going along, but. With cholera in the town, mm-hmm. um,
5: everybody has well, to stay and, you know, at home. Nobody has, can travel. Uh, the maid Must suck is, living is, back then. The maid is the person that gets bit by the zombie and doesn't say anything, right?
0: Yep. Yeah, yeah, right. because right. I think she yeah. knows. I mean, she knows that she's in trouble.
2: Yeah,
0: and they'll probably right. going to
2: happen to her, <laughs> right? Well, there wasn't any job security back then, so it's like, <laughs>
6: that's true too.
2: You know, <laughs> know, so I was the kind of thing like, "Oh, your hand got caught in the machinery. Oh, that sucks for you. You're fired." Well, <laughs> you well
3: and and, say, and Seamus was that way to her, right? Because when he sees yeah. her, she, she he she knows he notices that she's not looking good. And she he goes, Are "You all right?" She goes, "Yeah, yeah, I'm just a little tired." And he goes, "Well, put yourself together, clean up," and then he walks out. And so it's like,
5: okay, he's that type of. <laughs> Type of well, bite. I mean, it oh, all depends it a person you mean, an asshole. Right.
2: I mean, we don't know, like, if she would said, well, my arm has been torn to shreds, how he would have responded. She said, I'm okay. But, yeah. Uh, but, right. yeah, based on everything else, to, yeah, it's, uh, have she's have lucky she didn't rude. end up as a scarecrow.
3: But he didn't have to be rude and say, well, put yourself together, clean up.
2: Yeah. He didn't have no, to, no, he, no, he just was enjoys
3: it. it. Yeah, he just enjoys it. Right, right, right. He could have said, okay, that's good that, that you're doing okay, and, and just walked out. If, that's what a normal person would do, you know. But he's a dink. Or,
0: or as Eric <laughs> no, that's said, what a decent person would do. You know, not, <laughs> not a normal right. is is really hard to define nowadays. But yes, he, he was. That's uh, a fair point. <laughs> it, is, it is. Yes, a decent person would have
3: done as I mentioned, rather than yeah. So that's a better way to put it, uh, Kevin. Well, done, well said. Um, but yeah, yeah, I felt sorry for her too. Um, anybody oh, yeah. that can bit it's, it's a terrible thing.
5: Well, yeah, but I didn't feel sorry for her when she didn't tell anybody about it. That's on her.
2: But did she yeah. know that she was going to turn into a zombie?
5: That's
3: true. I didn't, I don't think she did.
2: Like, I mean, usually people hide it cause they are like, oh fuck, I'm going to turn into a zombie and I don't want them killing me. <laughs> she just, right. she I just think it was like, like, oh, I'm going to, she." she
6: I don't yeah, want to get trouble. I, I think it's, no I think it's job.
3: Cons- I think it's what you said, Mike, which is job security. And she was worried that yeah. they would just fire her. Like, well, you're you're a lame. Get out of here. We can just bring in <laughs> Sally from down the road. Like a
5: horse, she broke her leg. So let's put her down.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's
3: it's just the town folk. It's it's not like she's important.
0: You know. I mean, uh, we had two horses running away from the barn on fire, and no one really seemed to care either. <laughs> that that but, shocked
5: I, me. I did not see that coming.
0: Yeah, I did. I didn't see that coming either. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, "Oh, I really hope that's CGI." Well, yes, it was. You, you think they it. really
2: set the Did you sit through the credits to see if they got that little message from the Humane Society? <laughs> well, I'm just. <laughs> I,
0: I I mean, I know it had to be CGI. I know it had to be fake, but it just looks so real, and I, I'm like, "Ow, that that just oh." The, the, the effects
3: were pretty solid. The effects were pretty solid. That's true.
0: The effects were definitely uh, well done. Um, so, so,
3: yeah, yeah I, I mean, I, I could understand why someone of her status didn't say anything to anybody. But again, we don't know enough to whether I mean, first of all, she knows that her boss is a gypsy killer <laughs> yeah. and, and and she's only one step above gypsies in his eyes. And so, she knows
4: they're hunting the beasts and she just got bit.
3: So, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. But what are you going to do? Um, hey, plus, hey, Eric, you can't feel, you you have to feel sorry for her because she was the one that bit that scumbag and made him have to burn himself. So that's a good thing. (laughs) Um, let's see. Uh, what else do we want to discuss? Um.
5: Another I way. want to discuss um, the the wrap up with the with the the, the wrap around. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. because at the end we get the scene where, uh, god damn it, what's the kid's name? Edward? Edward. Is it Edward? Edward, Eddie, like, like, like Eddie Munster, and who is
2: also I want to point out a werewolf,
5: <laughs> and his mom, who's an idiot, um, opens the door and lets him into oh, yeah. the church, right? Oh, yeah. Well, it's, she
2: hears him calling her name. Uh-huh. So I, I can kind of understand as a you know if, you, if you're a despondent mom whose child has been lost,
5: yeah, and all yeah. the
2: Ben folk are talking about werewolves. That yeah, maybe you're you just like oh, it's my,
5: you it's see the werewolf standing there, you slam the door shut. <laughs> <laughs> right.
3: Well, and also another problem with her with her is that even after she lets him in and he starts wiping out everybody, she still tries to protect him?
5: That's well like- and that's and, and and that's leading to my question, which is um, the pathologist has silver bullets, right? He took the he took the teeth yeah. and had them melted down into bullets. Um, yeah. and so he, he he knows he has to shoot this thing with a silver bullet. And then mom won't get it out of the way, so he shoots through her to hit the werewolf. Right, right. Who's the boy? And he turns back into a boy, but he does not die. Right. So, my question is: is the only reason he did not turn back into a werewolf because he had that bullet inside him his entire life? I think. Yeah. Very I, this possible. Is my, this is yeah. That was
3: my assumption: is that he didn't die when he got shot because the bullet. Uh, it wasn't him in full the heart. force because it went through his mother.
6: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: However, having the silver in him, and as as most metals can do, sometimes they can leak into your, your body. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm assuming that it prevented him from becoming a werewolf again. So I think you're absolutely 100% right. As, so my that.
4: question is, did the curse end when the guy died or will he become now a werewolf? Um. Oh, he
3: Again. he's dead. Yeah, he's
4: dead. Yeah, oh. but did the curse die with him? So, oh, I don't. In effect, no, will I, will the kid become a werewolf once now that he's an adult and the silver bullet's been removed?
3: Oh no! But he, um, died, he died. He died before it didn't matter. Yeah. It was, it, it, oh, I think, he
5: did well, die right at the yeah, end there. Yeah. yeah when, I think oh, what okay. happened, Baron, he, is he that died the, died of of bullets, well, the the German bullets, yeah, uh, caused enough damage to kill him. Uh, okay. And he he was already on the way out by the time the bullet, the silver bullet got removed.
4: Okay, exactly. I didn't get that, so I was. That's what I was. My big question was.
5: Well, yeah. and and I wasn't a hundred percent sure, which is why I wanted to talk about it.
4: Yeah. yeah so so he bad for all those people. He's going to turn back into a werewolf. And well, everybody. I
5: was almost expecting that at the end of the movie. I was like, oh my god, is he going to turn back into a
4: werewolf now? <laughs> because that would be awesome. <laughs> it would have been. Yeah. Well.
3: I, but I, the reason I don't think they went that route and they had him die as a war hero was because he – I think the film didn't want to be that cruel. In other words, it was – yeah. <laughs> he was a, an innocent victim as well. It was his father who was the
5: person that – Oh, but can you imagine all the soldiers getting turned into werewolves? Oh, oh
3: that would have been that cool. Would oh, be that so would have been awesome. Then you'd a get the Nazi were- werewolves. Now, there you it, go. <laughs> oh my God, you would. Yeah, bring Rob Zombie in to, to do the film. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so, yeah, yeah. So, the four bullets, silver bullets that he had made from the silver teeth, meaning the pathologist <clears> the prior, <throat> um are now returned back to him at his deathbed.
5: Mm-hmm. Right. So weren't they on the mantle? Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. No, yeah. The bullets, yeah, it's in front of him with the with the two with the brother and sister, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and yeah, like including he's... all 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 four bullets that uh, that he used, that he had. That's right. Uh, that
3: he had, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so he's a
5: um, big ass bullets. Yes. Yes, they were. Right. <laughs>
3: Yeah, they, they were like a, a big caliber there's no doubt about it.
5: One of the, one of the moments in the movie that actually took me back just cause I hadn't been thinking about it is when he sets up the, the deadfall. Oh yeah. Uh, no, that was awesome. To a bit. Uh, yeah, And he, he shoots it and, and deflects it into the pit. And then he has to reload his gun. And I was like, Oh, Oh my God. Yeah. They That's had to do forever. that back then.
2: No, no, <laughs> they didn't. If he was in America, he would have had a fucking Winchester <laughs>
3: That's right. <laughs> yeah. Mike is right. Mike is right. Yep.
2: Yeah, he <laughs> is. He is. Yep. Yeah, the other thing, though, is that they didn't actually have to aim with those guns because they were so fucking long that you just had to touch your opponent with them and fire the gun. That was <laughs> a long ass <laughs> rifle. Yeah. You're right. Oh my god. It was like, see, yeah, it was just so awkward. I can't imagine aiming well, with those.
0: Those rifles were were usually what you would call higher caliber, I mean bigger bullets. And yeah, because I mean, it's one of those. I mean, I've 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 shot one of those before. I some uh, oh yeah, I was in New Mexico. This guy had him at a range, but you know, it, it's just like you shoot, you take the you take the you take whatever it is. You know, you put the the the, the powder in there, you tap it down, you put the bullet in there, you tap it down. or Actually, you had something else in there and you tapped it down. And then um, I was looking, I was trying to look at the, the guns that they had. They, they weren't percussion. I think they were, I can't remember if they were percussion caps or they were still flintlocks. But, um, yeah, I think they were flintlocks. And so you still had to have a little bit of the powder on the actual thing that the, the hammer comes down and hits for that thing to go off. And, you know, that takes a while. Uh, but the yeah. thing is, is that those bullets were pretty big. Well no, but and he's lucky. He to get a, I didn't think that thing, thing was getting up
4: anyway. After it, yeah. it got
5: into the spikes, its head was. Yeah, if he spikes. hadn't disabled that werewolf, uh, he would have been yeah. kind of screwed because it took him a while to reload that gun. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. yeah there, there's, that's one thing about this this film is that obviously you know, Mike, you brought up the the autopsy scene, and, the, and that scene was fantastic. But this film had a lot of really memorable scenes from. The the gypsy mascot to the immolation to the the spike pit um the world war one doctor stuff.
5: Yeah, the whole that whole stuff. Um <laughs> by the way, that, that scene was um <laughs> Kevin, I'm sure you remember uh Jerry, who lived next door to me. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was uh yep. Jerry and I spent I, I can't even tell you how many hours Uh, playing war in in his backyard. Uh, And and, and that was the scene that happened repeatedly over and over and over and over again. Oh, I've been shot. Oh, no, now I have to have him operate to get
0: the bullet out. (laughs) (laughs) That's totally what we did over and over again. Uh, Well, at least he didn't try sawing your leg off, so that's good. (laughs) Yes, yes. (laughs)
5: Indeed, indeed. of course,
0: I don't think I would have wanted to give them any ideas, but there there you go <laughs> <laughs> right right yeah and, and then um the whole scene uh with the
3: the short straw folk that scene was awesome too oh yeah yeah, yeah there, there was there was a lot of great scenes in this film this'
5: They're really that is a good yeah. movie this is solid, oh yeah,
3: it's fantastic
2: yeah this is this is definitely a contender for film of the year for me, and it's just and i appreciate it probably more on rewatch i really liked it in the theater uh, i think yeah. i like it more now um because part of it is that i never know as i've mentioned many times on the podcast i do just like watching movies in the theater and so i might enjoy something in the theater that just isn't that good but it just works because yeah. it's the setting and you're on a big screen and it's easier yep. for me to focus on it and because i don't have as many distractions in the theater as i do at home great point
5: point. and
2: um I and wish so it's I easy for me to immerse year. myself. What's that?
5: I wish I could have seen this in a the theater.
2: me too, so um yeah and and it just adds something, but yeah, you know watching it at home on my tiny little seventy two inch screen you know it just it still it still works uh it still holds up Go and ahead. and it holds up on a rewatch when you when you pretty much know everything that's coming um you know does it does it still stand, and it still does, and um. You know sometimes when we're doing like the end of the year list, it's you know I watch the movie, I watched it once, you know, will it hold up on a rewatch? Was it just the mood I was in at the time so no i it really is it is a solid film um you know my my only uh again my only complaints as minor as they are, you know is just that I would have probably trimmed uh, or found a way or either done more with the World War one stuff. Or, or left it out entirely, or left it out entirely, yeah. I'm with you though. i i, I um,
5: um yeah, all right, that's fair really,
3: Mike.
2: yeah yeah i mean, I mean, uh, not that it was bad, it's just yeah. I don't see the point of it,
0: well, it kind of gave you an idea of what happened to the sun that got i I don't know, it's. I mean, I understand, I understand your objection, uh, your objection about it. I just, it just kind of makes you wonder what would it, what, maybe, because I mean, how would you have ended it instead? Okay, the mother dies, the son barely, you know, the son lives.
2: And so the mother sacrifices herself for the son. Right. The bullet is lodged in the kid, and so that keeps him from becoming a werewolf. And he lives happily ever after going off with uh, McBride.
0: I think with the with oh, the very yeah.
2: very French McBride, um, and uh, uh, but um, that's probably how I would have handled that if I was ending the story there, or I would have done as, as I don't care how cheesy as it is, done the pull the bullet out, and then he becomes a werewolf there on the in the uh, in the operating theater out on the battlefield. Um, that might have been the uh, that, and and make something because like by that, that point the film like oh wait way. we got to go over to the World War One thing he's had you know, he just removed the bullet the bullet cured the curse he's cursed again he's well, cursed again what's going to happen and nothing happens
6: well
1: that
3: that's intentional again because like I said it 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 didn't want to be um, a nasty ending and it also even if it is a, a midnight movie or a B movie or or a monster movie it, it was. The, the director was most certainly trying to make this be more of a quote unquote Art real film. Horror. A real film. So
2: elevated horror. Yeah, yeah,
3: fair enough if you want to use that term. So I don't I don't think he wanted a uh,
2: I only uh, use it in a mocking.
3: Yeah, I, I know I know you did. I know you did. Um but yeah, yeah. There was something else I wanted to bring up too but uh that was related to some of that stuff but I, I forgot unfortunately. Um
5: but well, let's talk about what we've been watching. Maybe you'll remember. Yeah. 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 That's fine.
3: That's fine. So we can move on. Um, and we'll give our final wrap up on, on this film in a little bit, but, uh, we can talk about some news or what we've been watching. Uh, so let's start with you, uh, Kirk.
5: Uh, well, let's see. <laughs> um, Dan and I have a history of watching disaster movies together. Um, so we last weekend watched the latest one, uh Moonfall. Oh boy. Um this is a big dumb movie. <laughs> it's bad. It's yeah, it's, it's it's not a good movie. Um but it provides you with a certain something. Uh if you like big dumb movies like if you're into uh, say the day after tomorrow, or maybe 2012, uh, where none of it makes any sense, but there's stuff crashing and and being destroyed the whole time. Then maybe Moon Falls for you. Um, as long as you just like don't look for any logic or region or or basis in reality. <laughs> are you
2: are you trying to tell me that there was no good reason to have a a heroic Chinese maid? Babysitter or whatever she was.
5: <laughs> so Moonfalls and not Moonfalls is not a good movie. Um no. but it does have spectacle and if you just want spectacle, it delivers.
4: It
2: has okay. some of the dumbest dialogue I can remember yes, in a film.
5: Yes, you you're correct. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, and I can't remember. There was one line about the moon that I remember mentioning on the podcast that struck me as especially dumb, and I can't remember it now. Oh, and I don't know if I want dumb to.
5: Lines. Um, uh. <laughs> so, uh, and then I watched uh, a movie on Shutter called The Cellar, which uh, we're going to talk about next week. So I'm not going to say too much about it, other than I enjoyed it. And that's that's all I've been watching. Uh, other than that, I started re uh, rewatching The Shield on, on Hulu. Because I finally, finally, after years of trying, got my little brother to just start watching it. So I've been kind of watching it along with him. <laughs> oh,
3: nice, nice. Okay, sounds good. Uh, for me, um, so, yeah, I've watched some TV. I watched uh, the latest and final seven episodes of Ozark.
6: Of course uh, you did.
3: Yes, yes. And uh, best show ever. Best. Show ever. Um, I know some people had some problems with the very last episode, and there are some things that aren't necessarily answered that could have been continued, uh, like happens in a lot of uh, s- series finales. Uh, but all in all, um, it's satisfying. Um, the first five episodes of those last seven are phenomenal. Uh, some of the best TV I've seen this year or last year. Um, but all in all, uh, I recommend. Um show is awesome. Um, and, uh, yeah, best show ever. Um, and then um, I went to uh, Manhattan, Queens, Bronx. Not Bronx, I'm sorry. Queens and Brooklyn, Brooklyn. And uh so I went to for uh, a trip and I saw Lola Kirk in concert. Lola Kirk is an actress that um is in a movie called Wall that was uh done as a Halloween boutique psychotronic review episode. Uh she also was the lead in a film that's co starred uh Zoe Kravitz, uh called Gemini from about two or three years ago. Um and uh she's also a musician and also the daughter of uh the drummer of Bad Company and her both two of her sisters also act um so i wanted to go see her because uh, i was a big fan of that that movie uh A and also Gemini and uh the concert was awesome she was great i got to meet her and she signed uh my dvds and um i was probably the only person there let me rephrase that. I was I was one of the only people there that were there specifically to see her versus people who went to just see live music or were there, you know, to, to go on a date or something, something to do. Um and she knew it because I was there with her, a concert t-shirt that um I had bought even before the concert started and I I had a hat too that was from from uh her her stuff. So, so that was a good time and then I also saw uh the Ghostbusters, uh, headquarters. So I was there in Manhattan checked yeah, out. There was
5: also uh, somebody mugged Phil and took his phone and texted me a couple of really nice pictures in New York. Her, 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 <laughs> her.
3: It wasn't a, actually Mike was right. It wasn't, it was, it, I was uncomfortable a few times, but it was really, there was, there was no big deal. No, no, there was, no one was there that was annoying or anything. It was <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't as intimidating as I thought it would be. Um and I, I saw Swift's house and and Cornelia Street, which is based off one of her songs and stuff, so that was cool. And then I did uh, Coney Island as well. Uh so I got to see where the Warriors were filmed. Uh and there was a bunch of...
5: clink, 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 come out and play. <laughs> yeah,
3: so, so that was a good time. It was a good um and that's pretty much all I got. So uh we can move on to you, Mike?
2: Uh yeah, I went to see uh, Hatched in theaters.
6: Oh, yeah, I want to see that.
2: Film. Yeah, I I would definitely I recommend it. It is a um. It, it is Damn probably my local a local theaters pull- letting
5: me down. They're not showing any limited release this year.
2: It is probably one of those films that falls under the category of elevated horror. It is not a. Uh, it's got some creepy ass moments in it. It is not a you know, like a, a fun film, like in, the, in that it's not like a gore fest or slasher thing. Or it is another creature feature. It's about a girl. It's uh, it's uh, a, set in Finland, so it's got a bunch of Swedes in it, and uh, oh. well, they're all Swedes. And uh, it's a girl who basically finds an egg in the woods, brings it home. The egg grows and hatches into a creature uh, that she kind of takes care of and causes trouble in her life. And, uh, there, and there's a whole metaphor as to what's kind of feeding the creature, shall we say? And, uh, what, what's, what's causing it to, to appear. And, uh, I I just, I really, really liked the the film. Uh, I thought it was smart. I thought it was well done. It is not very exploitation-y. um, so I, I recommend it, uh, whether you can catch it on video or you can catch it in theaters.
3: All right. Anything else?
2: Uh, I think that was it. I can't remember watching anything else of note. Uh, oh well. Oh wait a minute. I just watched uh, the last episode of um, of Moon Knight, which I liked, and it does end in a giant kaiju battle. So hey, points for that.
3: All right. Sounds good. good. Um. Oh, I did stop at the Archive in Bridgeport, Connecticut, which is the headquarters of Vinegar Syndrome, uh, the boutique label, and, and mm. visited their store. It's pretty good. So I recommend anybody that drives through Bridgeport, Connecticut. Um, all right, let's go with you, Barrett. What do you got?
4: Um, I watched the finale for Moon Knight as well, and I really enjoyed it. And, yeah, the kaiju battle was pretty good. Um, Also, Watched the finale for Picard season two, which I really enjoyed. I thought the second season was better than the first season. Um, and I started watching Star Trek uh, Strange New Worlds as well. The premiere. That? Of that. They've, they've been pushing that in ads everywhere. How is that? I liked it. I, I thought it was more of a um, it goes it closer to the old Star Trek than some of the ones they've done lately.
2: My, my my understanding is it's supposed to be more um, episodic, you know, going back into the old form. Yeah, it, it felt that rather way. Rather than something serialized.
4: Yeah, it felt that way. We'll see what they do, you know, as we go further, but the first episode felt that way. All right.
3: And that could be good, because uh, you can jump right in without questioning, like, what the hell's
6: going on. Yep.
0: All right, sounds good. Uh, what about you, Kevin? I've been kind of on a back band kick, actually. I, it's kind of odd. I I mean, I watched uh, the first Christian Bale movie. I watched a couple. I'm on on HBO Max. They have quite a few Warner Brothers animated um, animated shows, like like short movies, like hour movies or like hour fifteen minute movies and i've been watching uh, watching a few of them as well uh i've also been watching peaky blinders like i mentioned earlier uh i kind of thumbed through uh, shutter to see if there was anything interesting there and yes and no that's about the extent of it oh i also watched the new batman and it uh okay wasn't too happy with it really um and it wasn't even because robert pattison was was batman it just it just i just didn't like how it was put together i really didn't i Hmm. actually no i i I take back the it was okay i didn't like it um there it had good parts to it but overall i I just didn't like it
2: it's interesting because i've heard from so many people were like you know Orgasming over the film when it was in theaters, and now that they're watching it on HBO Max, I'm hearing an awful lot more
0: criticism.
4: I loved it. I thought it was good, but I thought in the theater, so I don't well, know. Well, I mean,
0: I, I don't care if it was, I, I don't well, think it was a theater thing or not. I just, I don't like their take on Bruce Wayne. I didn't, you know, and that was the, one of the things that I really didn't like because, it, I mean, and I, I used to read the comics like all the time. And, you know, and it's just, I I don't like how they had portrayed Bruce Wayne himself. I mean, the Batman parts were okay, but then I don't know. I just, I just, I liked
4: liked uh, how it made it more of a detective story than, oh, I mean, that was Batman's a detective.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, that (laughs) was okay, but I mean, I'm just saying that. As far as the, the Batman stuff, I I don't know. I yeah, just you, you, didn't you, like just, you just didn't like the, the, the
3: Bruce Wayne portrayal. And I didn't like started. the Bruce
0: Wayne portrayal. The Riddler was was kind of... Uh, I didn't like how they betrayed him. Now, granted, like I said, I'm used to the comics, and so they made the Riddler look more like... I don't know, like... like he the Zodiac off. Kettler. Uh, yeah, I, well, that, or, I yeah. mean, just the mask and all well, that almost made him look like an S&M guy. Um, I don't know. I just I just wasn't fond of the, the
3: whole thing. Wasn't, wasn't the, the the iconic look of the character? All right, uh, Mike. I think yeah, I know why. Look. I think I know why. Um, the people who went to the theaters and probably enjoyed it more than the people from home, and and it's probably because the people that went to the theaters wanted to see Batman because they're big fans of Batman, and they were. Uh, not uh, well, let me rephrase. Not pleasantly surprised, but just thought it was a great film. While the people who watched it at home weren't necessarily huge Batman fans, and they just saw, oh, it's a a, a new film on HBO. I'll
0: watch it. So well, they were looking at,
3: Maybe. Well,
0: I am a Batman fan, and I didn't like it. Fair enough. All right, that's the point. And so, I mean, I watched I mean, a couple other Batman ones, but yeah. Gotcha. All right.
3: Sounds good. So, uh, we can give up our final thoughts on this film, but before we do, uh, Eric, you, me and Mike do another side podcast.
5: Wow. Uh, she squished it up on me this week. Uh, yeah, we do another podcast called cinema a la carte, where we talk about movies that don't really fit under the dark discussions umbrella. Although sometimes they're kind of close. Uh, but we talk about movies outside of the normal scope of dark discussions. Uh, like we've talked about inside out. Uh, we talked about hostiles. We talked about style Um So yeah, if you want to hear us talk about uh, a different kinds of movies, you can head over to cinema a la carte, uh, which we do, uh, let's say sporadically.
3: Indeed. indeed. We'll, we'll be recording the next one within the next two to four weeks, depending on uh timing, and we coordinate a date, so that'll be uh, exciting.
2: Um, Uh, I'm I'm sorry, if he asked me to talk about a scan I'm fucked.
3: No, 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 Mike, (laughs) Mike, we're going to get to that, but Mike, uh, me, you, Barrett, and Sean Fox do another podcast right now?
2: Uh, Yeah, that is uh, Cortana's Communiques, which is uh, about the new Paramount Plus series um, based on the Halo Video game called Halo, uh, and it's we just finished uh, talking about episode number six, right? We're six episodes uh, yeah. in.
3: Yeah, that's right. Yeah.
2: And it's a nine ish, nine issue, nine episode series uh, so far. Uh, I think they're they're doing season two, uh, however long that's going to end up being. So we're two thirds of the way through. Uh, yeah,
3: it's already been green. But, yeah,
2: yeah, I've I've liked the show. Uh, it's got some good momentum to it. It's a little different from the game. It seems to be more of a, at least up to the first six episodes, leading into where we get to in the first game. Even though they've already established it's their own mythology, so if you expect to tune in and be like you know immediately be on the uh, the, the Halo world and fighting the uh, the Covenant right away, you might be a little disappointed. But I, we enjoy it. We're having fun with it. Um, and uh, an episode they drop every Thursday. The episodes, and then we do the review either on Sunday or Monday, depending on um, what our schedule is. So, please listen to that. We were, at one point, the number one uh, Halo podcast on Stitcher.
3: Indeed. Yeah, sounds good. And, uh, Barrett, uh, as I mentioned, uh, we, there was a, a film called AWOL that Lola Kirk starred in that uh, was done as an episode. By the way, she, I hugged her. That was awesome. Or, or she <laughs> hugged me, I should say. That was
2: awesome. But, Restraining uh, Order number two.
3: <laughs> uh, what well, no, she
2: she hugged me. She
3: hugged me. But um and I wasn't gonna prevent that from happening, of course. But uh we did an episode on that movie, and what is that podcast called?
4: Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews and we do lots of different things. Uh that was part of our yearly June um LGBTQ month. Um we reviewed that movie during that. Uh that's coming up again pretty soon. Uh so we'll be doing that again. And we're doing other various things as well. We do pretty much all sorts of genre stuff and things that don't hit um, dark discussions. So keep an eye out.
3: Indeed. And uh, Eric, you do another podcast with your buddy, Dan?
5: I do. It's a general interest podcast called the Ascansity Podcast. That's spelled A-S-K-A-N-C-I-T-Y. You can find it wherever you got this one.
3: All right, and we can get into our final thoughts on this film here called The Cursed. And uh, let's start with you, Mike.
2: Yeah, really, really solid film. Uh, another solid entry in the werewolf genre, which um, sort of like alligator films, either tend to be very, very good or very, very bad. Um, and this is this is a really good film worth watching, especially if you like, uh, you like either werewolf films, monster films, or period pieces. And if you like all of them, then just... Go right out and buy it, on unseen.
3: All right, sounds good. Um, yeah, I would concur 100%. Uh, I wish I did buy the film instead of renting it. I know I'm disappointed that I didn't buy it. But um, yeah, this is an excellent film, very solid film, uh, one of the better horror films I've seen, in, even though it sounds, sounds hyperbolic uh, in the decade, in the last 10 years. This is a really great film. Uh, so uh, I loved it. Uh, high recommend, and uh, this is a film that I think both Chrissy and Dan Lynch would probably like, too, so uh, uh, I'll probably recommend it to both of them, so uh, high recommend by me. Uh, let's go with you, Kevin Lynch.
0: Yep, it was a good movie, definitely dark, had a good good plot to it, one of the better horror movies of the year. Yeah, it's a recommend. All right, Eric. Uh,
5: Yeah, I really love this movie. Um, It is at the top of my list right now, and I'd be very surprised if it doesn't remain at least in the top 10 by the end of the year. Solid, solid movie.
4: All right. And Bert. Yeah, I pretty much echo what everybody else said. I love this film. Uh, It's definitely my number one film of the year right now. Uh, A lot of good films will have to come out to beat it at this point.
3: All right. Sounds good. So, uh, once again, the film is called the cursed, uh, written and directed by Sean Ellis. Uh, the film stars, uh, Kelly Riley, Boyd Holbrook, Amelia Crouch, Alistair Petrie, among others. Uh, the film right at this point is available as a rental VOD. It's not on any of the streaming services, uh, but it is uh, available for rent or purchase. pretty much anywhere films are available. Uh so uh looks like we all liked it. Uh, all in
6: agreement. Oh hey uh, Eric. Yes.
2: Mm-hmm. Eric. Uh Edward the 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 one that becomes the werewolf. Mm-hmm. He was a he was a a young young man, wasn't he? On the verge of on the verge of becoming a a young man, on the verge of adolescence.
5: <laughs> I was where you are leading me with this. <laughs>
2: Time of about to enter adulthood.
5: It was a werewolf. Barletta, spooky, scary. Boys Boy becoming, becoming men. Men, men, men becoming wolves. wolves.
3: <laughs> yes. Um. What's that? What's that from? That, that New Zealand show. <laughs> I you the link, Phil. Is that that New Zealand show? No, no, it's from Thirty Rock. Oh, gotcha. I never saw the show.
5: Yeah, I sent you the link of that though.
3: Oh, that's that's the thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, good stuff. Um all right so uh that's pretty much it so uh with that stated eric why don't you leave us out
5: all right thanks for tuning in let's let's talk about the cursed come back next week we'll have another topic my key
1: to the city of gary indiana Mm, look at this and my gold record from that novelty party song oh man trey look up at the sky it's a full moon on the sabbath this is scary Break it down. I was working late on my hot Torah when I heard a knock on my bedroom door. I opened it up and to my surprise. surprise, there was a werewolf standing there with glowing oh, gold, gold eyes. He says, Tomorrow, my son, you will be a man. But tonight's the time to join the wolfing clan. clan. Tomorrow, you will stand at the beamer and pray. But tonight, let's gaze at the moon and bathe. Werewolf mitzvah, spooky, scary. Boys becoming men, men becoming wolves. Uh, Werewolf mitzvah, spooky, scary. Boys becoming men, men becoming wolves. All right, that was that was great, Trey. Okay, it's over. That's a wrap. Oh. The next day, what happened? The trauma didn't teach. Oh, I man. got up in front of everyone to give my little speech. Then my teeth turned into bangs and my nails into claws, and I nearly dropped the Torah. On my hands turned into paws. I growled and I roared and my rabbi did as well. It was a rocking werewolf zoo at Temple Beth Emanuel. Hey man, where'd you learn all these Jewish words? My manager, Harvey Lemmings. Werewolf vomits for spooky scary. Boys becoming men. Men becoming wolves. I don't I just don't think this the idea of the song can sustain itself for that long. It seems a little sweaty now. So this whole premise is sweaty. We had a reception at the Lotron Country Club. They served a real nice brisket and an 8 foot party sub. I danced with my cousins. I got money from my folks. We had a lot of fun making circumcision jokes. Uh -uh. I remembered the premise of my song I was at a nice reception But the werewolf part was gone So we pulled ourselves together And we're wolfmen again Just in time for monster fight to begin no. All the country club employees Were brain sucking pack. We had all turned into zombies And were on the attack no. So we fought them and some draculas And frankensteins too Cause you gotta love bombets For even if you're not a There's no we Werewolf for school Kooky scary, no boys Frank becoming Frank. men, men becoming wolves. Werewolf by for kooky hairy, boys becoming men, men becoming wolves. I don't want this, I don't like this, this is scary. Turn it into werewolves and stuff? You know? I don't know, I'm not feeling it. This ain't no dick in the box. Mazel tov.